0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise consisting of four parts the reading the reflection the question and the prayer Green Pastures for Tuesday May 3rd My kith and kin Today's scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 1 verses 11 and 12 from Mike's amplified version which reads Here's my big reveal to you, my kith and kin. The good news messaged by me was no mere human construct. I didn't download it from any human source, nor did I receive it in the core syllabus of any human institution. No, we're talking direct revelatory download from Jesus the Messiah himself. This is God's Word. Translational asterisk, kith and kin is my translational way of avoiding the somewhat cumbersome brothers and sisters option employed by more recent translations of the Greek word autophoi, which literally means brothers, as in male siblings. The fact is, in the ancient Greco-Roman and Hebraic world, the common practice was to address a combined audience of men and women with a masculine plural of brothers, or even men and brothers. This, of course, does reflect a patriarchal slant within those cultures, as well as within our own, that marginalized women to say nothing of children and youth, and empowered men as the authoritative voice and presence within the community. Along with the other New Testament writers, Paul accommodates this usage even while challenging it within this very letter of Galatians, challenging the very basis for the social hierarchy implied and served by it, though that's a bit of a spoiler. You'll find it at the end of page three of the letter. At any rate, I wanted to resist the patriarchal overtones of brothers, while at the same time avoiding the laborious, to me, sounding brothers and sisters, which can almost sound like the women are being tacked on, perhaps grudgingly, as about a bow to more current, enlightened usage. Though the Inclusive Bible, published by Anglican bishops, it's actually a delightful and refreshing translation, it goes one further by putting women first. What a concept, as they translate Adolfoi, my sisters and brothers. Bully for them, though I confess that still takes a bit of getting used to from her each time I encounter it along with listing patriarchs' wives before the patriarchs in Genesis and elsewhere, as in the God of Sarah and Abraham, Rebecca and Isaac, Rachel and Leah and Bilhah and Zilpah, and Jacob, etc. Yeah, just a bit of getting used to. Though I'm sure I can hear Sarah saying that it's about time. Anyway, my dilemma, since Paul was being inclusive rather than dismissive of women when he said brothers, how to reflect that in a way that less laboriously and more inherently includes both genders, in fact that even could potentially transcend the binary of male and female genders, since, like it or not, things are getting a bit more complicated within this family we know as humanity. Some translators grappling with this very challenge opt for family as a term of all-embracing direct address. Okay, maybe. But then I thought, what about kith and kin? That's a generic, verbal, three-syllable net that has a more archaic sound to it. Specifically, an archaic Scottish sound to it. And as my friend Jake Chadney would always tell us each time we visited Scotland on mission, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Sorry for the off-color word. I, being of more noble spiritual stock, of course, would personally have made a more sanctified word choice. Kith and kin means, essentially, friends and family, referring to those you know, those you claim, those who are yours, those who, whether blood-related or not, are your people, period. And the Galatians were Paul's people. Sure, he may have been an olive-skinned Jew genetically, ethnically, religiously, socially, culturally, and these potentially were pale-skinned Galatians of Celtic descent, if in fact he's addressing Northern Galatia in this letter, they were his people, period. He may genetically have been of the tribe of Benjamin, but these Galatians were his tribe in actuality and experience. These Galatians were his people. He owns them, claims them, loves them unabashedly. They were then and forever his kith and kin. And they didn't have to cut off a piece of their flesh to prove it or make it so. This is what Jesus does. He makes kith and kin of us all. And he makes kith and kin not because we belong to the same club requiring we cut off a piece of ourselves to get through the door, and then by maintaining a good standing through performative compliance with all of the club's rules and regulations. No. We are made kith and kin through Jesus, by the mutual discovery of a common humanity in Jesus anchored in ever-deepening faith, expressing itself by love. Now there, I've gone and done it. I just gave away the very heart of this letter to the Galatians. Spoilers! Sorry, not sorry. Not only that, my translational aster just ran away with the entire day's reflective thought. Also, sorry, not sorry, my dear kith and kin. So, what to read now? How about the punchline of Galatians at the end of the third page I just telegraphed in my spoiler reflections? You'll find it in Galatians 3, 26-28. Read and ponder in the translation of your choice, but for those who wish to risk puckering, Here's Mike's Amplified translation to try on for size. For You are all fully empowered sons and daughters of God through exercising life-changing trust in the Messiah Jesus. For as many as took the baptismal plunge into the Messiah emerged fully outfitted with the Messiah. The result All the usual constricting and dividing human categories lie in the rubble of the prison we left behind. Now there is no Jew or Greek. Now there is no slave or free. Now there is no male or female. And these are just for starters. You add in all the other constricting categories we've managed to carry with us still out of the rubble of our unredeemed past. For this is how it stands now. You all one, in the Messiah, Jesus. Now, go ahead and pause for a moment of self-reflection and prayer. Who are your own kith and kin? Who are your people, your tribe, your homies? Wait a minute, there's another one. My homies, let us love one another. What makes these people kith and kin to you? How does Paul's punchline at the end of Galatians 3 challenge you? Lord? When your mother and brothers were knocking at the door, demanding your immediate attention, you waved them off. Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? Then you looked at those sitting on the ground in a circle around you. Here they are. Here you are, my kith and kin. For whoever embraces in word and deed the way of my father is my mother and sister, and brother. Spread this radical reality of your kith and kin far and wide among the fractured mass of humanity, starting with me. Yes, make me part of this revolution, through your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.